0: on presidential immunity. Trump is expected to attend as a three-judge appeals court panel decides if he can be charged with election interference. There will be no cameras in the courtroom, but audio of the hearing will be broadcast. The special counsel has charged Trump with illegally attempting to overturn the 2020 election, culminating in the January 6th insurrection at the Capitol. Trump's lawyers argue any actions he took are protected by presidential immunity. They also claim any prosecution would be a form of double jeopardy since he was already impeached and acquitted by the Senate. Trump's legal team is arguing the 13-count indictment against him in the Fulton County, Georgia election interference RICO case should also be dismissed because Trump allegedly did not know that trying to overturn an election was illegal. It
1: was rigged, 100% rigged. And the question I get most is, number one, how do you take it? And I take it, I guess, because genetically I take it, I think I also take it because we're doing so well. We're leading everybody by so much. Mm -hmm. So that helps. Uh, But the other question I get the most, probably number two, maybe number one, sometimes is uh, how do we stop them from cheating? People ask me, will they do it again, sir? Because, you know, I'm in Florida now and I drive to various locations and airports and places. Every house has a Trump sign on it. Trump 2024. We got all the votes we need. The risk is what's going to happen during election period it used to be election day or election night. They say election night. But today you don't have that. You have 60 days, 40 days, 30 days. You have some states where they have eight days to count the vote after the election is over. How do you have an election when you have to count the vote for and, you know, the machines are supposed to speed up the process. Right. We ought to go to all paper all paper, you know, they have now watermark paper. It's incredible what you can do with paper. Right. But we go all paper, same day voting, and voter ID, a little thing like voter ID. The Democrats are violently against voter ID because it will make it very
0: hard for them to cheat. It's about the Constitution. Okay.
2: Well, and, and American democracy is Michelle Obama's brought up. She's talking about how precious American democracy is and how this is keeping her up at night. Michelle Obama yeah. is, is one of the she handful of people who can make it, make a huge choice. Catty Kay, I, look, looking at the front page of the, the, the New York Times, they, they, they do a deep dive on Iowa and they talk about mm-hmm. how Iowa in 2012 was blue, uh, deep blue and how it's now uh, turned deep red, or uh, at least purple, and talk about Barack Obama winning in Iowa, and so you know we we talk with Rev uh, Reverend Al a good bit about the fact that. Uh, Joe Biden's not doing as well with black voters, with people of color as he should be. And so when you hear Michelle Obama or Barack Obama, the first thought, of course, always jumps to, man, they can really help energize and inspire the most important vote in the Democratic Party. That is the most loyal vote. And that is getting black voters to the polls to save democracy again, as they did in 2020. But I look at states like Iowa, Wisconsin, Michigan, Pennsylvania, that Barack Obama won. And and it's not just about black voters. The the importance of the Obamas getting out, talking to all voters in swing states, it seems to me, especially if you look at their track record, would be extraordinarily helpful.
3: Yeah. I mean, it was interesting reading that piece. Um, and one of the reasons that Iowa has changed is you've had college educated Iowans leaving the state um, and college educated Americans. This is the big new fault line in America, right? College educated Americans tend to vote more democratic and conservatives without a college degree have stayed behind in the state. I don't know that there's much that even the Obamas could do today to flip Iowa, it's a different state from what it was, but certainly in terms of translating legislative victories, everything that the Biden administration has achieved, which has been considerable into actual votes, whether it's with black voters or whether it's with independent voters, that is something that the master communicator, Barack Obama, certainly ought to be able to help with.
4: It's going to happen in this next election. I am terrified about what could possibly happen because our leaders matter, who we select, who speaks for us, who holds that bully pulpit. It affects us in ways that I, sometimes
3: I think people take for granted. You know, the fact that people think that government, eh, you know, it's, it's, it does it really even do anything. And I'm like, oh, my God,
4: does government do everything for us? And we cannot take this democracy for granted. And sometimes I, f- I worry that we do. Those are the things mm. that keep me up. This is the primal scream of a dying regime. Pray for our enemies, because we're going medieval on these people. Here's I got a free shot all these networks lying about the people. The people have had a belly full of it. I know you don't like hearing that. I know you try to do everything in the world to stop that, but you're not going to stop it. It's going to happen.
5: And where do people like that go to share the big line? MAGA Media. I wish in my soul, I wish that any of these people had a conscience.
4: Ask yourself, what is my task and what is my purpose? If that answer
2: is to save my country, this country will be saved. War Room. Here's your host, Stephen K. Bannon.
4: It's Tuesday, 9, January in the year of our Lord, 2024. Let's go to work. You're here in the war room. Um, if you haven't noticed, they're already in full panic mode. It's <laughs> They're moving to the break the glass. Will the Obamas save us? Um, and the reason is Mike Davis is going to join us first. The, the complete collapse of uh, of all of this, of all their lawfare uh, is before us. Mike Davis is going to talk about that. Schlapp's going to be up on CPAC, the historic CPAC upon us. Dr. Monica Crowley is going to join us. Dr. Crowley is the very first person to point out about the Obamas coming in to save this regime. Of course, they run the regime uh, behind the scenes, but to come in and actually save it in public. We're going to get to all of that. Penny Nance is going to join us. Jim Rickards, uh, really a, a, a historic figure. On currency, on uh, the Federal Reserve, on all of it, uh, he's coming on today. His newsletter Strategic Intelligence. And I've got to have him up here because Paul Krugman, Paul Krugman's calling out the war room, baby. He's all upset that now we're going to pivot, that Trump's going to pivot and start criticizing, wait for it, the Federal Reserve. who to thunk it? Okay, we've got a lot of work to do today in many different areas. Also cash, we got oh, so much going on in Austin. Uh, Mike Johnson, the collapse of, of his deal, all of it. we got to man the ramparts. But i got to start with the one and only Mike Davis. Uh, he's the founding member of the Fight Club. Mike, just as broad here, I want to start with Fannie. I want to get to Fannie Willis. I want to talk about President Trump, the historic monumental showing up in federal court today, and about the 14th Amendment. Correct me if I'm wrong, brother, but is it all collapsing before our eyes, all of their lawfare, as you, as you told us it would?
6: It is. The Democrat House of Cards is crumbling before them. And uh, there goes their whole election strategy. And, you know, I guess President Biden can't run on his open border and inflation and high interest rates, high mortgage rates, a terrible economy, crime, war, chaos around America, around the world. So they thought that they were just going to throw President Trump in prison for the rest of his life with these four bogus indictments with 91 counts. And that's all backfiring. And then, you know, apparently the two impeachments, two bogus impeachments for nonsense, the four bogus indictments for non-crimes, the two illegal gag orders, the trying to bankrupt Trump's business for for non-fraud, that didn't work. They tried to disqualify him. The Supreme Court's going to slap down Colorado for that. That's not going to work. So they're really panicking now. uh, And, it looks like it's Michelle Obama's time.
4: So, it, because it, it, it was all since they can't run the record and they dare not touch it, it, it's all about it's all about the lawfare to take Trump out that way, and uh, the January sixth. The January sixth is everything, and Trump's gone on offense on January sixth. We finally have gone on offense and said, "Hey, screw the Republicans. This is something not only do we want to talk about, we need to talk about." Let's go to Fannie Willis, this thing in uh, Mike Roman. And people understand Mike Roman is the man. He's the hammer. They filed this. I want to this complaint in Georgia is so over the top about what it alleges in there. Walk me through this because, I mean, if Fannie Willis actually hired a guy she was having an affair with, paid him, what, $700,000 of government money, and they've been going on trips. I mean, this thing alleges some behavior that's going to put Fannie Willis in prison for a long time. Is it not, sir?
6: Yeah, it could. Here is uh, Roman's allegation that Fannie Willis hired her boyfriends with whom she was having an affair, her married boyfriend, Nathan Wade. Fannie Willis is a homewrecker and destroyed the marriage. She paid him, uh, you know, Over $700,000, sometimes if you look at the billing, you have block billing for like eight hours of time for vague descriptions, $2,000 a day. And like you said, they went on these trips around the world, around the country, around the world. That's very clearly illegal. That's very clearly illegal under both federal corruption laws and state corruption laws. Uh, It's also unethical. And I don't know how Fannie Willis, if these allegations are true, not only can Fannie Willis and her boyfriend, alleged boyfriend, Nathan Wade, not remain on these Trump cases, they may go to prison.
4: So walk us through the process, because I love the fact that we're going on offense now. Walk me through the process of he makes this complaint. What's the next step for this? I, Fannie Willis will never step down from this because she, she, you're going to have to dig her out of there with a trenching tool because she understands, just like Biden, once you leave the apparatus of, of control, you're fair game for a lot of payback, not from the Trump people, but from people down in Fulton County and others have been looking, looking to get her scalp for a long time. So walk us through the process as it regards President Trump in this, in this bizarre RICO charge that looks like she won't be able to pull off a trial for a couple of years.
6: Yeah, I mean, this charge is, look, this Nathan Wade did not have any experience whatsoever running these types of felony cases that he was brought in to run, especially a RICO case. And that's why Fannie Willis and her her alleged boyfriend, Nathan Wade's criminal complaint against Trump and 18 co-defendants is such a joke. It's like they just took food and threw it against the wall, right? And- It makes sense now, if you look at this Nathan Wade, he's a total clown, just like Fannie Willis. And then you wonder why would she pick this guy to run this? Well, it makes sense now. It's her boyfriend and her boyfriend's paying, using this taxpayer money to take these trips around the world, allegedly. Uh, So what's gonna have to happen is this judge is gonna have to determine whether whether uh, this indictment in the first place against Trump and these 18 co-defendants is even legitimate, right? If you have corruption with the appointment of this special prosecutor, Fannie Willis's uh, appointment of her alleged boyfriend, who's not qualified for the job and apparently didn't take the oath of office properly, then this whole indictment may be invalid. Separate from that, you should move to dismiss with prejudice, just because this is so obviously corrupt to anyone with the brain. I mean, this is this is like a Veep episode down there. Like you pick your boyfriend to run the most important piece of your life. He's not qualified to do it. And then you reward yourself with kickbacks. I mean, this is, this is insane.
4: Yeah. It's even for Fulton County, this is too over the top because it leads you to the fact that her, one of her driving motives was to get the alleged boyfriend on the payroll, pay him a ton of money. They would go party throughout the country. And if the thing stuck, it stuck, but it it, it shows you she had a whole different motive inattention or allegedly had a different motive and attention. I'm, obviously people are going to get to the facts, but Mike Roman is what we would call a detail guy, right? He's a, he's a, in the trenches, uh, detail guy. Uh, just the process we're going to go to break. I got to hold you in cause we've got to talk about what's happening with the immunity today in, in Washington DC and the 14th amendment. Um, what is your, what do you think the judge will move quickly on this?
6: Well, it's the, the three judge, panel on the DC circuit court. It's no, 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 no,
4: no. I mean, on, I mean, I mean, I mean on the Fannie Willis, do you think that judge will move quickly on Fannie Willis to come to some conclusion?
6: Yeah. I mean, this, this Georgia trial judge should issue a show cause order and ask Fannie Willis and her alleged boyfriend, Nathan Wade, to explain themselves and kick this case if these allegations are true. Here's another damning piece of this very quickly. Remember the Biden administration, President Biden said they had no involvement with these prosecutions. This Nathan Wade actually sent bills, bills to the state of Georgia, to the taxpayers of Georgia for his two meetings with the Biden White House. One on May 23rd, 2022, before Fannie Willis' indictment with the White House counsel.
4: Yeah. Hang hang on for one second. We're going to get into that after a short break. Mike Davis is with us. As we head toward a presidential election in November, one thing you can be sure of, 2024 will be a tumultuous year like no other. How will your hard-earned savings fare during this year? You're already seeing the impacts of inflation at the pump, the grocery store. The dollar continues to lose buying power quicker than your wages can increase. How are you protecting your savings? Consider diversifying with gold from Birch Gold Group. For decades, gold has been the choice of investors and central banks to hedge against inflation. Now, you can own it in a tax-sheltered IRA with the help of Birch Gold. Just text Bannon, B-A-N-N-O-N, to 989898, and Birch Gold will send you a free info kit on gold. They'll help you convert an existing IRA or 401k into an IRA in gold. And the best part, you don't have to pay a penny out of pocket. With an A-plus rating, with the Better Business Bureau, thousands of satisfied customers, you can trust Birch Gold. Text Bannon to 989898 to claim your free info kit. That's Bannon to 989898. And secure your savings now. Take action. Text Bannon at 989898. Action. Action. Action.
5: Your host,
2: Stephen K. Bannon.
4: Okay, just to, I want to, I want to frame this. Uh, in the last seventy two hours, this has happened because of the disastrous uh, Valley Forge and then his yesterday his over the top speech. This is Biden uh, in South Carolina, but it goes back to actually before Christmas a couple of days before Christmas where Obama went to the White House to have a lunch with with uh, excuse me Obama went to the White House to have a lunch with Biden and told him yo bro uh, there 's no urgency there 's no focus um, you know don 't think trump 's going to lay down Trump is a formidable figure he's a great communicator and he throws haymakers and we're not gonna have the mail-in ballots so you got to get off the dime and get rolling here what mike davis has said from the beginning he said look this has been totally controlled this law for a situation been totally controlled by the white house the white house Counsel, and he was a Costangelo. you're me, alvin bragg they deputized. They sent a guy into Alvin Bragg's situation to make sure because Alvin Bragg is not Louis Brandeis. Okay, you follow me with this. You with me? So they had to airdrop a guy in there from the Justice Department to get that thing organized. Now we have Fannie Willis, which has all this potential criminality of with her alleged boyfriend. Uh, you know, Fannie Willis, uh, homewrecker. Um, that alleged homewrecker uh, that uh, that that shows up. But even more importantly. Guess what? When the brothers billing seven hundred thousand dollars, he's got a he he bills meetings at the White House. Let's see, he's working for Fannie Willis. He's the head guy on the RICO charge. He flies to Washington D.C. on two separate occasions, bills him for it. I guess unless he's a criminal that's billing for stuff he's not doing, help me out here, Davis. I'm, I'm not I'm not too uh, I'm not too familiar with how you lawyers work. Doesn't that mean that he's there to talk to the White House Counsel's office about the prosecution of trump in atlanta sir
6: yeah i mean he has two bills one on may 23rd 2022 for two thousand dollars for travel to athens i presume that's athens georgia conference with white house counsel. so we have to look was was biden down in athens georgia on may 23rd 2022 or did this white house counsel make a trip down there what was the purpose of this trip obviously this trip this meeting is about Trump's case, this pros- this unprecedented prosecution of Trump by Fannie Willis and her alleged boyfriend, Nathan Wade, because Nathan Wade billed for $2,000 of his time for this meeting with the White House counsel. So the White House can't say that this meeting was not related to Trump. Wade is stupid enough to put in his billing that's publicly disclosed that he met with the White House counsel related to President Trump's prosecution. Like you said, not Brandeis, not even close. And I can't believe that Fannie Willis would bring in this unqualified clown, even if it's her boyfriend, even if this clown takes her on trips around the world to run the most important case of her career. She's just a total uh, buffoon. And then there's the second meeting, interview with DC slash White House counsel on November 18th, 2022. Again, a block billing for 2000 hours I'm I'm looking at this Nathan Wade's bills he he doesn't have a lot of uh, specifics in these bills they're block bills for 2000 hours 2000 dollars a pop each day oh, two, or more th- yeah so there's clear coordination yeah, no this is uh, Biden there's clear yes. coordination between Biden and these prosecutors remember it was deputy white house counsel right. Jonathan Su who waived president trump's Claim of executive privilege on behalf of President Trump that led to the unprecedented, unnecessary, unlawful home raid on President Trump for the presidential records he's allowed to have in the office of former president under the Presidential Records Act. It was Matthew Colangelo who got sent as a senior political appointee in the Biden Justice Department, the number two to the number three, who got sent to Manhattan DA Alvin Bragg's office, the Soros funded Manhattan DA. To resurrect this zombie case against Trump, that the prior Manhattan DA, the Manhattan U.S. Attorney, the Federal Election Commission, and Alvin Bragg himself passed on until this Biden official went to Bragg's office and brought the first indictment ever against a former president. And now we have this Nathan Wade, Fannie Willis's alleged boyfriend, who had these meetings with the White House, including a meeting. With the White House counsel before the indictment of President Trump, there is clear, obvious coordination between the Biden White House and these four, uh, these prosecutors, these three different prosecutors on these four different indictments against President Trump. And I would say to Judiciary Committee Jim Jordan, it's time to have hearings immediately.
4: Like immediately, like uh, this afternoon. Uh, Let's go to the immunity today. President Trump Showing up in federal court, which they weren't, uh, they weren't, uh, they didn't think. Walk to me, walk, to, walk me through what's going to happen today.
6: Well, this is a three judge panel of the D.C. Circuit. Judge uh, Oba- <clears throat> D.C. Obama, Judge Tanya Shutkin t- <clears throat> took the bait from Biden Special Counsel Jack Smith, the Scud missile Democrats, send it to take out presidential contenders like he did with former Virginia Governor Bob McDonnell. Uh, the, The D.C. Obama judge, Tanya Shutkin, broadly held that a former president doesn't have immunity both criminally and civilly for his official duties, like members of Congress do under the speech or debate clause, like federal judges do under judicial immunity. So the D.C. Circuit now needs to decide whether a former president at a baseline minimum has criminal immunity for their official acts. And I don't think the D.C. Circuit is going to say that there's criminal immunity, which is silly. So the Supreme Court's going to have to step in and reverse Jack Smith again for the third time unanimously. Uh, it should be unanimously, but it should be nine to nothing. But I don't think the three Democrat judge, justices on the Supreme Court are are actually going to follow their judicial oaths and follow the law here. I think they're going to be partisan activists. And so it might be six to three. But there's no question that if you don't have immunity from criminal prosecution for for presidents for their official acts or the outer perimeter of their official acts, which is the current case law for civil immunity, then does that mean the Trump 47 Justice Department can indict for capital murder President Obama for ordering an extrajudicial drone strike on two American citizens, including a 16-year-old? Does that mean the Trump 47 Justice Department can indict President Biden for manslaughter for his reckless withdrawal from Afghanistan that led to the deaths of American uh, service members. I don't think Democrats really want to go down this path because there's no question. That yeah, Trump's but I, gonna-
4: yeah, but yeah, but I want yeah, I want to go down this path. If they continue that, why not? I, I love both of those ideas. What's good for the goose is even better for the gander. OK, I like those ideas, though. see, this is why you're going to be attorney general. You're always thinking of going on offense. 14th Amendment. Where does where does that fiasco? Where does that fiasco stand right now, Mike
6: Davis? If that's not a nine to nothing reversal by the Supreme Court, this Colorado Supreme Court, just uh, with these four left wing Democrat hacks on the Colorado Supreme Court in a four to three decision. It was they're so egregious that the other three Democrats on this seven to nothing Democrat, Colorado Supreme Court. Three of them thought four of their colleagues were just way too crazy and called them out in dissents. If the U.S. Supreme Court does not take this case and immediately reverse it nine to nothing, there is something fundamentally flawed with the Supreme Court. It's at least going to be six to uh, six to three. I think it might be seven to two with Kagan because she's she wants to pretend like she's not this crazy. She wants to be more strategic and tactical than this. But it, Sotomayor and, and Jackson, the dueling emotive justices, who knows what they'll do, but this should be <laughs> nothing to think.
4: Uh, Your theory of the case here, you said it from the very beginning, the lawfare is going to cra- eventually going to crash as a house of cards. Mike Davis, you're on a roll. Where do people get on your Twitter? Because you're keeping people totally up to speed on that. And also, article three where do folks uh, go to find out more about your work
6: article three project.org article number three project.org you can donate there at article three project at article number three project on getter twitter truth and my personal is at mrDDMIA mrddmia and thank you steve
1: uh
4: davis uh very good job bravo zulu and for mike roman pretty good pretty good complaint We're going to follow that one closely. You can't make this up. If if you pitch this in a Hollywood room with executives, they'd throw you out. It's just too over the top. Thank you, Mike Davis. Thank you. See, left to their own devices, the Democrats will always overplay their hand. They always do that. They can't control themselves. Matt Schlapp, an historic CPAC is coming upon us at what, at the end of February, beginning of March? Can you walk us through it?
5: Yeah. uh, Let me just first say that uh, with what this news in Georgia is you know, uh, Republicans and people that are victims of lawfare—they get on defense and they get shell shocked. And what we got to learn to do is immediately start yes. investigating who are the ones on the attack, because it's not just conservatives who are human beings uh, that have a story to tell. There's a lot of liberals that are human beings that have a story to tell, and that story is pretty odious. So, good job to Mike. Uh, and uh, well, this no, is big, no, no,
4: no, no, no. Hold on, hold on, hold on, hang on, hang on. Your point is well taken. Make the hunters become the hunted. Okay, exactly. that's what you're seeing in Fannie Willis right now. Fannie Willis is going to end up in jail if this thing is true. If these allegations of Mike Roman's complaint are true, she's going to end up in jail because this yeah, is sir. these are just outrageous crimes. Go ahead, sir.
5: The other thing, just it's very important to understand is she got very very uh, simple plea deals with a lot of people because there was so much you know fear associated with the power she had uh, down there in the county and. What I think people are going to realize is, is that, wait a minute, why, why do we get scared? Uh, why don't we immediately go out and expose their weaknesses? And that's what's now happening. And that's what has to happen in all these cases. We're seeing this with Lloyd Austin at DOD. We're seeing this all over the Biden administration. But I want to give one charge. Here's our problem. Name, besides Austin with this outrageous uh, health care, whatever you call it, charade, name the Biden people that are currently under investigation that don't begin with the first name Hunter. Name the cabinet secretaries. Name the White House counsel. I bet most people can't even name the White House counsel who might be coordinating on these things. It's outrageous that the Republicans aren't working with their power, the gavels that they have, to put the Biden administration on defense. We play patty cake. And if we keep playing patty cake, there's not patty a country cake. to defend anymore.
4: Uh, in fact, we're going to talk about CPAC where we're not going to play patty cake. We're going to turn the guns around. Good as they say in Nelson's Navy. Matchlap's going to join us. Short commercial break. Modern day holy war takes us out. I think we got a special clip coming back. You can't handle the truth. The truth is the clowns running this joint live for chaos. Many of our problems as a country could be solved overnight. But the establishment lets them be. Destruction fuels them. If you can handle that truth, you need to visit mypatriotsupply.com. You'll get $60 off a much needed four week emergency food kit from My Patriot Supply. The country's largest preparedness company, My Patriot Supply, is your fighting chance at survival. Sealed inside rugged packaging, these delicious meals last up to 25 years and provide over 2,000 calories daily. That's 2,000 calories daily. Eat right in emergencies with this four week food kit from My Patriot Supply. At this low price, you can get one for every person in your family. Visit mypatriotsupply.com. Order by 3 p.m. for free shipping same day. That's ordered by 3 p.m. for free same-day shipping. Prepare right now at MyPatriotSupply.com before total chaos ensues. Action, action, action. Use your agency. Go to MyPatriotSupply.com today.
1: Get mad! You know what it takes to sell real estate? It takes brass balls to sell real estate. Go and do likewise, gents.
4: Okay, that's from Glenn Gary Glenn Ross, uh, Alex Ball Alec Baldwin right there. Uh why do I play that? Because uh Speaker Johnson, his staff, I'm sure it's not the speaker, but his staff is trolling people. Today on um kind of exclusive, I guess, on uh Jake Sherman's um Punch Bowl, which is the the number one site that covers the the hill, they put up and we've got it up on the screen right now. Johnson's got a logo. His staff came up with a logo. I'm not kidding you. The logo is like these glasses, like an intellectual would know those big glasses he wears. That's it. With everything, the collapse of his deal, the embarrassment, the the, the the cratering of everything he said about the border. And he put up on the day 64 things on the border that Biden's done wrong. We know what Biden's done wrong. Fine. Glad you put it up. But either shut down the border or shut down the government. And this deal that you cut – and I put it up last night. One of the basic tenets of Christianity is thou shalt not lie. You're lying to people about the deal you cut. They, they, they have more spending than they ever had. You even created on the side pocket deal that we could take out with McCarthy. And your staff has the gall to put up your logo like these intellectual glasses. Yo, dude, you've got to prove to us right now the war room, you're a three-digit IQ because your incompetence – and that's what I'm saying, incompetence – is shocking. Now we've made the war room, and grace and Mo and all of us have made a, a recommendation, and that's what you got at the bottom, a set of uh, a set of. It's, we want it to be steel, but we'll take them brass. You need you need you don't need glasses as your logo. You need those balls as your logo, and you need to start showing it, because you come out if this is the Christian worldview and you're showing it the world, you're going to have people converting to Islam, okay you got to step into the breach. What you've done, and this thing you're rolling out, is a total and complete disaster. And let me be blunt. It ain't going to pass. I have never seen such anger, and I mean raw anger, of being betrayed as by members of the war and posse and other people and people in Congress that have come to me and people in the MAGA movement that are outraged that you have not decided. And particularly, you go down with that photo op, you go down with the photo op, and you're now going to tell us, oh, that's really just for the supplemental. No, bro. We're not approving anything, no funding whatsoever. You're going to try to slide in and kind of worm in. Oh, no, I was really talking about if they don't do the supplemental and we want to do something. No, no. This is about anything. They don't get one penny. And you sit there and send this letter out. Oh, I took $10 billion out from the IRS, and I've got $6 billion. It's a 2 to $2.5 trillion deficit, man. Can't you count? So why don't you take the gland? prove to me that you can count? Take the glasses off as a logo. And you ought to fire the staffer that recommended that, because that is a total and complete joke. Matt Schlapp, uh, we've got to put some spine in these guys. Uh, we've got some fighters. We don't have enough. And right now is the fight. So tell me how CPAC is going to get us fired up for 2024. We can fire off the football, brother.
5: Well, the first thing is I'm here to say that Steve Bannon is our first announced Speaker at CPAC, and Steve, I'll let you tell your audience what, what you think we need to be talking about, or what you're going to talk about. But I know you and I have talked about two things. Um, we've talked about the weaponization of government. We've talked about the weakness and the soft underbelly of the party most of us associate ourselves with, and then we've talked about the the the, the match that's been lit on this populist conservative uprising that's having that's going on across the globe and. So at CPAC, I can tell you this, we're going to have hundreds of medical professionals uh, with Dr. Malone talking about WHO and the rise of tyranny in healthcare. That's going to be a new component of CPAC. And all of our partnering countries are coming over to uh, help pitch in in this conversation in America about why we America has to stand strong. We're going to have Hungary. We're going to have Brazil. We're going to have Mexico. We're going to have all these countries, Korea, Japan, who we partner with, new ones. Uh, like Romania uh, coming as well, and everybody wants to be a part of this international movement to empower individual people.
4: No, with this, and we're doing every, and we started last week. Every night is a uh, is a special on the run up to Taiwan because this is a historic year. Forty percent of yeah. the people in the world are going to vote, and it's all populist nationalism versus the globalist. That's why, and every one of these will be a building block like Brexit was in uh, in in, in twenty sixteen. Let me ask you a question. Since you've taken over CPAC and turned it around, how many times has President Trump come and addressed CPAC? I,
5: I think it's something like 15 times to uh, national events. And the other thing about Trump that people don't understand is not only does he show up and give it his all, I mean, hour, speeches that last hours, um, uh, I always wonder, like, why doesn't he have to have a bathroom break? A guy my age can't go for more than an hour without running to the to the bathroom. But he, like, he, he's an Iron Man. But the other thing he does, Stephen, you know this, He keeps up with us. He keeps up with Mercy and me. He's trying to help us. He cares about this cause.
4: No, it's huge. What else? Uh, By the way, so the thing of the soft underbelly, what are we going to do on that? I realize that the place is always flooded with politicians. I think it's brilliant that you brought it back to D.C. You need that as a central location. The ones throughout the country have been fantastic. The Florida ones, the Texas ones, the ones you've done internationally. But to bring the mothership, you got to do it, and you got to do it at the beginning of the year in, in D.C. Talk to me about that software underbelly. What like what types of speakers are we going to see? What types of folks?
5: Okay, so right behind Steve Bannon, today is the first official day. We have so many good speakers, I'm going to read it. We got Carrie Lake, who's going to win that Senate race out in Arizona. As I said, we got Dr. Robert Malone, who's going to host this really important medical international conference uh, during CPAC. We got Mark Levin and his beautiful and smart wife, Julie, who will always take the stage. We've got Sarah Carter uh, and we've got Kevin Hassett and KT McFarland, two Trump veterans who are going to join us as well. That's just the beginning shot. I mean, I have to say, with ticket Perfect. sales and everything else, this is the beginning of it all. This is South Carolina primary is going to be during CPAC. This is a really important moment to start to have this conversation about how we're going to take Biden out of office.
4: Now, can you give the dates, and you've also done some of the things very smart. You've radically discounted the tickets because you want as many of the populist nationalist movement there. This is not about having a lot of cash to be able to come. So talk to me about the price, what you guys have done on that, and also where is it, and how do people get involved right now?
5: Steve, I have this reputation for being cheap, you know, uh, and I gotta like, I gotta overcome this terrible reputation. So the way we're looking at tickets and stuff like that, we're selling them at losses. Let's just get people there. Let's get as many people there. Let's have the fire marshal all over saying there's too many people there. So it's less than a hundred bucks for four days uh, in a very expensive Union Hotel, um, and you can go to cpac.org and get your tickets if you're a student. Uh, the tickets are half that price. Uh, we have discounts on our Reagan. Uh, dinner uh, event, which is a big deal every, uh, on Friday night. So look, this thing is going to be an extravaganza and there's going to be a lot of things going on around CPAC. We have all the breakout rooms back. As I said, we have these conferences on top. We're going to spend a lot of time talking about J6, the weaponization of our government, naming names, doing the research, and helping grassroots activists know how they can shame these people who are trying to destroy the people who love America.
4: Um, the um, Where do people go? I want to make sure people go right now and uh, well, we get everybody jacked up, and, and what site do they go to? Where do they go on the site uh, to make sure they get tickets?
5: Just type in CPAC.org. It'll take you right to uh, purchasing tickets, uh, and it's all there in uh, black and white, or you can call our office. Our number's right there on the website, and one of our one of our non-woke student or grandma volunteers will take very good care of you and get you signed up. You don't want to miss this one. I mean. It's our capital too, Steve, and we seeded it. And it was easy to go to Texas and it was easy to go to Florida. It's easy to go to Tennessee. But if we don't take back D.C. and make all these woke, uh, radicalized bureaucrats understand that we're not seeding an inch of ground in D.C., uh, we'll lose the whole country. So it's very, very important that we plant a flag in D.C.
4: Look, look, we're winning in November. We're going to take, we're on the afternoon of the 20th. We're back into the White House. We're back into all the executive branches. Guys are working on this nonstop. That's part of CPAC. We had a great time last year. Our audience had a great time. We're going to have the show there live for four hours a day. Breakout sessions all over bringing the entire team. Matt, thank you so much. You and, uh, you and Mercedes, fantastic job. Everybody looks forward to this. We'll drive people to the site today. Matt Schlapp, head of uh, American Conservative Union that puts on the, uh, puts on CPAC. Thank you, brother. Looking forward to Thanks, this. Steve. It's going to be a blast, folks. So we're going to make sure we get a huge contingent there. We're going to have a lot of stuff to talk about. Um, The other thing, too, on the turbulence and what's happening in the world, I'll be doing a lot of analysis and discussion of this. Uh, we got Jim Rickards uh, coming up in a while. Uh, I want to make sure you go to Birch Gold. Go to com slash Bannon. Talk to Philip Patrick and the team. Now's the time for you guys to get hardwired in. Talk to Philip Patrick and the team about precious metals as a hedge as a hedge against times of turbulence because, baby, you see what's happening in, in uh, Atlanta today uh, with Fannie Willis. It's going to get even crazier and crazier. You haven't seen anything yet. And, of course, we've got the Taiwan specials we're doing every night uh, last night, was just fantastic. Of course, Lou Dobbs follows us now uh, on Lindell TV after our 6 o'clock show. He follows the seven a fantastic interview with President Trump last night. Dr. Monica Crowley, uh, Dr. Crowley, you were the first. I think you did it. You said it or some and we had you on the show right after back in 22. Was it you said, watch out for Michelle Obama. The Obamas are not going to let this thing slip away with an incompetent like uh, Joe Biden.
3: Yeah, hey, great to see you, Steve. Um, Yeah, our good friend Joel Gilbert produced a film, a documentary, in early 2022 called Michelle Obama 2024. I had him on my podcast, we talked about it, and then I took the main stage at CPAC, late February of 2022, along with our good friend Jack Pasovic and some others, And I raised the possibility of Michelle Obama, and you could hear a pin drop in that auditorium, Steve. I got to tell you, when I mentioned the possibility of Michelle Obama being the Democrat nominee, you could hear total silence in that auditorium. Thousands of people just went collective gasp because it had not occurred to anybody. But, you know, Joel really lays it out very well in his documentary, lays out that Michelle Obama's a complete fraud when it comes to race race issues and embracing her blackness and, and the rest of it. So I recommend it to everybody. But now we're at the point where the Democrats have to make a decision. And the powers that be, the leftist power brokers, I think have now decided that this is not 2020. They cannot run this corrupt, demented, hack called Joe Biden from the uh, basement. Again, they cannot do it. And, uh, you know, they've made too much progress over the last four years and the previous eight under Barack Obama to allow another Trump victory to interrupt all of that. So, you know, obviously we're living through Obama 3.0 right now. Barack and Michelle want Obama 4.0 and 5.0. And what better way to achieve that than by running her
4: No, they've got, I mean, they've infiltrated the White House. I mean, the thing is controlled by Obama. That's an open secret in in, in D.C. But under no circumstances, they understand this movement is much tougher and more sophisticated than we were at the very beginning back in 1415 and then with President Trump in the White House. As great as his first term was of peace and prosperity, they understand that, you know, peace, prosperity and number three on the three things we have to accomplish is the deconstruction of the administrative state. And that's how you heard in that clip. Michelle Obama goes, I can't believe people are so apathetic about what does government do? Government does everything for us. I mean, they lay out their theory that's of the case it. right there. They control the government. They control the government uh, and they control that. What do you think? I got about a minute here. I'm gonna hold you through the break. I want to talk about President Nixon and this situation with Austin. Uh, what it, Do they have a convening authority? One of the things I hear from Democrats, they can't figure out how to actually they don't have a mechanism for digging Biden out of there unless he resigns. And they think that's low probability, given the investigations. What do you think about that? What What is the how do they actually remove him?
3: Yeah, they got a huge problem because they've got to get rid of not one person, but two. They got to figure out a way of removing Joe Biden. And I think the Hunter Biden prosecutions are all of a piece here, Steve. I think it's all related because they want to put so much pressure on the Biden family that Joe Biden will have the convenient excuse of saying, my son, who I love, is going through all of this. And so I've got to step aside for the benefit of my family and, and make sure that hunters survives these prosecutions so they're trying to give him an wow. out that way but they also have yeah. to get rid of Kamala. <laughs> yeah we can talk about Come, that on hang the other on one side.
4: second we're gonna bring you, we're gonna bring just announced a huge holiday sale let me tell you why this is important they're predicting another triple demic this year and the best way to fight a cold or flu is not to get it in the first place that's why i got enviroclans here in the war room in the breitbart embassy the new science in home air purification is EnviroClean. The reason I love it, it was approved by the Department of Defense for use on Navy combatants. And as you guys know, I used to be on a Navy combatants. Now they have a limited time holiday sale. You'll save 30%. This is a one-time good deal. So why did I choose EnviroCleanse over all the others? Because EnviroCleanse is proven to capture and destroy cold and flu viruses over other purifiers. EnviroCleanse, military grade technology wipes out bacteria, toxins, and mold that can make you sick. This is why the Navy chose EnviroCleanse to protect the air on board our Navy combatants. Get EnviroCleanse for your home. The viruses will take care, the viruses take down your family or will be gone. Right now, you'll save 30% during their holiday sale. Plus, you get fast free shipping. I'll repeat that. Free shipping. Visit EKPure.com, that's EKPure.com, and use the code STEVE30 for 30% off. EKPure.com, STEVE30 for 30% off. That's EKPure.com, code STEVE30, EKPure.com. Take action. Use your agency. Make sure you get ahead of this before flu season hits. Do it today. Here's your host, Stephen K. Bannon. Okay, for your notebook tonight at 6, we're going to have – got Joe Allen at the Consumer Electronics Show, CES in Las Vegas. He's going to be on talking about additional updates on uh, on artificial intelligence, other things that are breaking out there. We're going to have Laura Loomer with a field report from Iowa of exactly what's going on there in the run-up to the caucus. Then we're going to pivot to Taiwan. We've got wall-to-wall coverage with a the team there with Colonel Mills, New Federal State. Nicole's going to join us, uh, we're going to have Dr. Thayer again, uh, a packed house. So that's tonight talking about elections. One thing in CES is quite obvious, cyber and AI is starting to merge. This is why home title lock right now is more important than ever for you guys to go. Just go to the site, uh, talk to one of the consultants, find out why you need to find out about how to protect your title. Your title insurance doesn't do this, people are in the misconception. The cyber criminality is only going to explode, and that's because this new the, – the merger of artificial intelligence with it. Uh, Joe Allen is going to give us an update about that from CES. And the guys in Taiwan are going to talk about some of the concerns they've got uh, in the Taiwan election as the CCP's all over them. So that's the night six. Make sure you go to hometitlelock.com. Also, people say, hey, how do I get jacked up in the morning as jacked up as the team at War Room? It's quite simple. Warpath Coffee, the dark roast, warpath.coffee slash war room. Get the dark roast – you're to say, well, Steve, the dark roast is too bitter. Not this dark roast. Go check it out. We've worked on this for a year, year and a half with Tej Gill and the team of Navy Seals over there. Also, they got the mild roast, the breakfast blends, all of that, if that's what you like. But I recommend you try the dark roast. I think if you try it, um, which is, I think, the best way to roast. You know, is The French tell us so many things and teach us so many things. It's the French roast way. And they, we roast them here a little differently to take the acid out, the, acid, the acidic nature of it. Monica Crowley, um, General Austin, you're an expert in this. You were comms over at Treasury, but your background is as much in national security policy. Uh, and uh, in fact, you're, you're the shortlist, I'm sure, for national security advisor in the second Trump uh, in the second Trump term. Uh, General Austin, have you ever in your 20 or 30 years of doing this, have you ever seen anything like this?
3: Well, that's very sweet of you to say, Steve. Thank you. Um, Look, I've never seen anything like this. I have been blessed to have now worked for two American presidents, Richard Nixon, in his last years. And by the way, today is Richard Nixon's 111th birthday. So maybe we could talk about that. Um, And also President Trump. And having met every living president and, and been around this game for a long time. This kind of thing is absolutely unprecedented. Lloyd Austin destroyed the chain of command. He is one of two national security authorities in the country, the other being the commander-in-chief. Commander-in-chief doesn't know what planet he's on most of the time. And now you have a defense secretary where we have Connecticut actions, where the U.S. is involved around the world, the Middle East, Eastern Europe, other areas, China on the march, China telling uh, President Biden that they're ready to move on to Taiwan. And you have no secretary of defense. He is incapacitated. And the deputy secretary of defense is out there sipping umbrella drinks on a beach in Puerto Rico. This is completely unacceptable. Look, when I was at Treasury, every single time the Treasury secretary, Steven Mnuchin, would sneeze, we would get inquiries from The New York Times and The Washington Post. Oh, we heard that this secretary sneezed. Can you tell us, does he have a cold? How many tissues did he use? Was it just one sneeze or multiple sneezes? The the fact that the press here has zero curiosity about the secretary of defense being in the ICU and not disclosing it to his boss, to the chief of staff, to anybody else for days on end is completely outrageous.
4: Okay, that froze going out. Okay, we're going to re- let's reboot Monica because I got to ask her about Nixon. Also, she's absolutely a thousand percent correct—not one percent correct, a thousand percent correct. Cash Patel's done an amazing. Cash Patel's done an amazing uh, piece uh, that he's got up. I think on Gateway Pundit about the National uh, Command Military Authority. Remember, this is all black letter law. Now, some of it's behind um, uh, walls because of national security and the classification. But there are only two people that have – that can actually launch a nuclear weapon. Now, the Secretary of Defense can't do it without the president. That's what the, that's what the football's about. But you have to – I was an aide, uh, you know, a, a special assistant to the CNO after I came off sea duty uh, on the day that President Reagan took office in 1981. And Cap Weiburger was Secretary of Defense. It is incomprehensible that the CNO wouldn't – doesn't know immediately every movement of the Secretary of Defense. Cause it, and remember, we had two attacks last week on a carrier battle group in the Red Sea, and we had another uh, launch multiple attacks and, and casualties in, uh, in Iraq with incoming. And nobody knows, uh, Austin, it's, it's unfathomable. Austin's either got to resign or be fired, but it, there's many more. There's a dozen that ought to go, at least. And this is where another thing that there's a lot of talk on Capitol Hill with the Republicans. They need action. Monica, what action are you calling? Are you calling for Austin to either resign or be fired?
3: Absolutely. Absolutely. Because what it shows is enough is enough with this dangerous, catastrophic presidency. But you cannot have a secretary of defense going AWOL. You just cannot have it. Joe Biden, his White House has said that they're not gonna take action against Lloyd Austin, I think for a whole variety of reasons. But this kind of thing shows an absolute clown show that puts every American at risk. Our national security is hanging by a thread and we've got people in charge, the commander in chief, the secretary of defense, the deputy secretary of defense, nobody is actually doing the job. And it points to what we originally started talking about here, Steve, which is that the Obamas are running this whole show. It's Barack and Michelle. It's not Joe Biden. It's not Lloyd Austin. Heads ought to roll for this just because they've lost the confidence of the American people. Uh, Lloyd Austin, his deputy, they all need to go. But it shows that the people who are actually running the Show in this country are the Obamas, and they want terms four and five after having terms one
4: through three. Monica, could you hang on? We're going to have a short break here. Uh, Jim Rickards is also going to join us, so I want Monica to hold on. Joel Gilbert, we're going to have Joel Gilbert, the filmmaker. He's got an incredible film. Of course, his films, particularly about the Obamas, how do I say this? They're always a tad controversial. Joel's a guy that'll, you know, he puts it out there and, and, and devil, devil may care. Uh, a brilliant filmmaker. We're going to get Joel and get some clips from his film. He worked on this for years, came out, I think, a year and a half, two years ago almost, saying the, uh, Michelle Obama's going to run in 2024. In fact, that's the title of the film. Okay, we're going to take a short commercial break. We've got a lot of wood to chop here uh, in the war room. I want you guys to stick around. We're going to leave with a modern-day holy war. We're going to be back in a moment. we got Harnwell Crowley, the great from Strategic Intelligence, Jim Rickards. We uh, are Penny Nance. We're jammed up an hour two, but we're gonna get through all of it in the war
0: War, room.
4: For war room veterans, you know, we have been all over this supply chain issue with China and medications and the, uh,